right, right on, man. It's episode 43 of the Rock Savages podcast today. You guys know the score, man. We are brought to you by rocksavagepod.com. That's our homepage. You guys can roll over there and download our episodes there for free. You can also subscribe on iTunes or YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those, whatever your preferred method is for listening to your favorite podcast. Follow us over there. And if you could, please give us a rating and review or just comment on our YouTube page. Man, that stuff helps out a ton. And I know we can count on you guys to share the episodes with your friends, so... uh, if you find it in your little black rock and roll hearts to do that, then feel free. Also, don't forget we are on all your favorite social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at the handle Rock Savage Pod. And now that all of the business is out of the way... Today, it's just me and Paul, man. We're uh, chatting about our last uh, weekend we had. Well, specifically, I had. I went out and saw uh, Danzig at the legendary Cleveland Agora with my buddy Timmy. And uh, one of my favorite bands ever, Corrosion of Conformity, they opened the show. And in my humble opinion... That's not something you want to do. I don't think you want to have a band like Corrosion to Conformity open the show for you. Because those guys, they'll steal it. They'll steal that whole damn show from you. And uh, I think they did. Again, faithfully, they showed up the Danzig a little bit. But that's all right, you know. Their sound was great. Live and raw, man. And I'm not taking anything away from Danzig, you know. I'm not a... Not a uh, you know, full-time follower of him, but uh, I like some of his songs, and uh, the guy's a legend, of course, you know, with his work in Sam Hain and uh, The Misfits, so, uh, you know, gotta tip your hat to the legendary Danzig. And our boy Joey Castillo, who was on this podcast a few episodes back, played drums in Danzig for quite a while, about eight years, if I'm not mistaken, so, you know, the pedigree is deep. I also chat about the uh, the recent blackout cookout at the Outpost Concert Club. That's a yearly and annual event in Kent, Ohio. Got some national acts playing, some locals playing. It's always excellent. They have excellent food, barbecue, and excellent people and rock fans, man. There was a ton of killer bands on the lineup this year. Band called Horse Burner, which was uh, I think was my favorite of the evening. I heard that they were from West Virginia or Southern Ohio. wasn't really sure. I didn't get a chance to talk to the guys after the set because they seemed like they kind of disappeared a little bit. But you know, Kenny Royer, the uh, the founder of the Blackout Cookout, his band Goose played, and they uh, second time I've seen him uh, in recent weeks, months, and uh, they get better every time I see him. So. Those guys have a bright future if they want it. 
And you can't forget Columbus, Ohio's Lopan. They're a standard on the Blackout Cookout. Those guys play every year. Also, and a, a Rock Savages podcast alumni. They've been on this podcast. Hopefully, we get them back soon. Go get their latest EP called Intentions. You can get that on iTunes. Spelled I-N-T-E-N-S-I-O-N-S. It's their best work, in my opinion. Their songwriting is getting stronger and stronger as those guys move on down the road. So check those guys out. Also, Laser Wolf, those guys are awesome, too. They headlined, and uh, it's cool stuff, man. With all that said, uh, we talk about all that, so uh, I've rambled long enough. And uh, with that, I'll leave you with the episode. Here's me and Paul chatting, chatting it up on the Rock Savages Podcast, episode 43. Here we are. The porch. Back on the porch. For one more time, probably. I don't like your negativity. Well, maybe we'll try to squeeze it in. I'll sit out here, as long as it's dry. If it gets down to like 50 degrees, I can sit out here. 40, maybe even. Mm, that's pushing it. 40? Just bundle up, man. It's like camping. Yeah. With yeah. no fire to keep warm. I don't know. We'll see. Kind of hung over. Blacked out at the blackout cookout? I didn't black out, but I had my share. That's for sure. Did my job. How was the food? Did you eat? I did. It was very good. I can't remember who was doing it, though. It wasn't the normal people. Mm-hmm. At the outpost, the Blackout Cookout 8, the annual Blackout Cookout. It's pretty cool, man. Laser Wolf played. It's later than it typically is, wasn't it? Yeah. We lucked out, though. Had a had a good day. Nice weather. Cool. Yeah. Laser Wolf and Lopan and Goost and Sweaty Mammoth and who else? Oh, Contra. We played them on the podcast. They were jamming out. It's good, man. Riffs. Foul Spirits was on it, right? Foul Spirits played it, yep. The side stage. They have a new album out called A Job, A House, A Family. It's very cool. Turned out very very good. Very, very good. I'll have to check it out. I did have to bail, though, because I'm worried about the cops. Got to get out of Portage County at a certain time. Goddamn law. Police ruin everything. Oh, yeah, so you, you missed Laser Wolf? I missed Laser Wolf because they were headlining. I've seen them before, though. I saw them last, uh, last year, I think. They were very good. Did you see any Lopan? There was a really good band I saw on the bill. It was called Horse Burner. Those guys fucking rock. And I think they're from West Virginia. So look those guys up. Horse Burner. Yeah, Horse Burner. Very good. One word. I think it's one word. Yeah. There's probably not too many bands called Horse Burner. Yeah, I'm sure if you Google it, there's not variations of it. Hell, you may, you never know. wonder if PETA's all up on them yet. They're all offended. They're not advocating burning of horses. They need to put that disclaimer in their album. Maybe they are. I haven't read their <coughs> lyrics. Maybe they like burning horses up. True. There's a lot of weird shit out there. They didn't seem like it, though. Look like younger guys. Tearing it up though, man. It was very good. I love the outpost, man. I love that place. It's How hard. was the sound? 
They got a new sound system. The outpost has, has a the outpost has a new uh, sound system, front of the house sound system, and fucking things smoked. It fucking hurt my ears. It was so loud, but it was a it was a good loud. It was like really uh, clear, but fat and punchy. You know. Uh, yeah, I had to step the fuck back though because it was too loud for my old ass ears. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't really like all that blaringly loud I don't need twice as loud maybe twice as good sounding he said it was only like moving at 60% too I was like god damn dude you don't need to go any higher than that if you go to 70 you're gonna draw you're just gonna push people right right out the door right too loud there is such a thing as too loud and you don't have to be too old to say that I think the loudest show I ever saw was Slayer it was so goddamn loud it was at uh, Nautica in Cleveland but it was it was not a good loud. It was a, it was a trebly piercing, biting loud. And it was so loud, in fact, that I was way in the back, and it hurt my ears still. It was like... It was overbearing. The loudest, loudest venue, I, th- I thought, I've seen was the Odeon. When I saw... Who did I see there? It was really fucking loud, and I left there not happy. <laughs> Yeah, there's that bad loud, you know? Yeah, yeah, no good. Yeah. So the outpost got to keep it down to 60% is plenty Yep. Plenty loud. Might have just been the style bands, too, you know? I'm sure, like, a, an acoustic act can go a little louder or a more uh, straight rock band, but these guys, these guys were stoner rock and damn near heavy metal, you know? Full stacks, a lot of everybody playing the full stacks, the marshals. It was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> sounded good. Sounded good. Yeah, I've been there, though. I I used to rock, rock the Marshall stack. Fucking it has its time and place, that's for sure. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever see that time again. Unless someone else is hauling that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to drag that out of my basement. You get a roadie, you know, you're like, yeah, let's go back. Let's go with double stacks. And your roadie's like, man, come on. Right? Take those wheels off the cabinets, too, while you're at it. <laughs> it fucks with the tone. I don't like it. <laughs> I just don't like the way it looks, man. It doesn't look cool. Well, those orange cabinets don't have uh, wheels on them. They don't have casters on them. It just seems like they're that much heavier because of it. True story. They are heavy as fuck, though. They are heavy, and they don't have wheels. That's bullshit. This fucking bug is circling. Yeah, man. It's that time of year in Ohio where it's like... It's still summer, but, you know, it's towards the end, and all the bugs know they're dying, so they're just going to be annoying little cunts. And they're just going to turn up the annoying bullshit that they do, the flying around and buzzing around. Little morons. <laughs> Die already. I think they want to come in the house because it's warm. What's well, warm out here? It's not warm out here to a bug, I don't think. They're like, fuck, I'm freezing, man. <laughs> just help a brother out. No, you guys are dying. Yeah, fuck, fuck off. you guys. Especially these fucking stink bugs. Well, I can deal. At least those guys are, you know, they're not evil. They're fucking plentiful, though. Like, I don't have, you know, 20 fucking wasps trying to get in my house at all times. Any point in the day, I can probably go around and find fucking 20 stink bugs that are knocking on the door trying to find a way in. Yeah, but they don't have swords on their asses, man, and they're not <laughs> trying to fucking stab True. you with them. True. No, they just want to fucking stink the place up, and, well, they would take over. What do they do? Are they food? They're just food for other things? I don't think anything eats them because they fucking stink. That's probably true. 
what the fuck are they here for? I, I don't, don't understand. I don't think they're they're. Is it, they have a natural enemy. <laughs> it's a they good, are the ultimate. They probably taste like shit, too. That's probably well, the thing. I can't speak from experience, but my cat tried to eat one. Won't even touch them anymore. Won't yep. even play with them. Won't even... Like any other bug, she'll fuck with it till she kills it. She's a distinct bug. She'll go up on it. Oh, no. Fuck that thing. <laughs> fucking evolution, man. Right? It's creepy. You ain't got to be a badass. You just got to stink really fucking bad. If I mean, some insects just need to disappear. Mosquitoes for one, wasps and and yellow jackets. They can go the fuck away. No idea why they're here. They're here to just fucking torment us. I think. I'm sure they have a part in the ecosystem. What eats them? Nothing. They, you know, they're mean. Oh, birds and shit eat wasps. I think they do. Uh huh. Stung in the face, man. <laughs> stung in the fucking butt. Fuck that shit. Well, you got a beak and you got those fucking talons. I don't think they get stung too bad. No, I can't. You know, I don't know. I haven't we're, we're, talk, we're talking mad <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> so you went to uh, the Danzig show, correct? Yeah, CFC? Thursday. One one tickets, one tickets online from WJCU or our friends at WJCU. Those are expensive Bill tickets, Peters. man. Those are expensive tickets. Fifty bucks, man. Hell yeah. I'm sorry that I couldn't go. Fucking obligations. Yeah, it was fucking great. At the Agora, see Corrosion of Conformity opened, and they were amazing as usual. I'm ready for their new album to come out, though, because I was thinking when I was watching them, everything was awesome. They sounded amazing. The sound was great for for COC. But they're, I don't get it, because they're they're not, they keep highlighting Deliverance, you know, their 94 release. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean they're playing a lot of that, and they were. They, I've seen them like three times since Pepper's been back in the band over the last couple of years. It seems like they're just circling around Deliverance in their set list most of it. No and shit. I, well, that is probably their biggest. It's their biggest record, I would say. You know, I'm. You know, probably that or Wise Blood or, yeah, probably Deliverance. It's probably their their favorite, the most favorite one. Had some semi hits on it and shit. Albatross. Yeah, well, they play that every time. They play Albatross and Clean My Wounds every time. It's like, man, well, you guys have so many songs you could play, though, man. They, they don't explore Wise Blood enough. Their 96 release. I, don't think I, I love that album, but I, wanna, I don't think it did very well. Drowning in a Daydream, yo. That was all over MTV back yeah. in the day. But that album's great, dude. Wise I don't think he wants song. to go, oh, oh, Goodbye, Windows. Yeah, that's a fucking jam. I love that tune. Pretty I like sure. Redemption City. Redemption City, yeah. See, they need to play all that shit. It's like fucking The Door. Dude, that album rules. Arms of God is a fucking great album. Well, yeah, I mean, all of them are good. Fucking Arms of God is is pretty great. And then uh, the one before that, uh, America's Volume Dealer. some badass shit on there. They did play Who's Got the Fire. But that was the only one they played off that one. There's a lot of jams on that too. They weren't they weren't headlining though. They were opening for Danzig, so they only did like a 45 minute set. But they have a new album coming out. Pep Pep on stage said uh, November or December. He says not really sure, but keep an eye out. So we'll be hearing about that very soon. I think they they signed to uh, Nuclear Blast Records for this one. So. I am looking forward to that. It's all the original guys. Arms of God did not have Reed Mullen playing drums on it. They had uh, Stanton Moore playing drums on that, and that guy's amazing. 
But uh, I think he's he's too amazing for corrosion. Reed is the band is the drummer for that band. Ah, and I forgot Jimmy Bauer played on their live album too. So Reed was gone for a while, man. He skipped two releases. And then Pepper went off to do Down for a number of years. And then the guys just did the three-piece, and they did an album, a self-titled album. And Oh, uh, when was that? I want to say it was 2012 or 13. But that album was good, too. I wish they'd play shit off that, too, with Pepper in it. I mean, there's some good songs on there. They recorded that at uh, Studio 606, which is Dave Grohl's studio with the uh, Sound City Neve mixing board on it. It's pretty cool, man. Sounds great. When you got a catalog like that, it's it's hard to hit everything that you you know want to hear. Yeah, I wish. That, well, I hope like when they start going out and doing headlining shows for this new album that they just they they get more expansive with their set list. Because I think COC fans, I don't think they ever really had a bona fide hit, so they could just do the jams, you know. They're right. they're a cult band for sure, so they could get away with that. But the sound was good for them. It was great for them. And then it completely changed. Danzig came out and it sounded like shit. And it, well, I don't think it was Danzig's fault at all. I mean, it looked like they were jamming, but it was it just got quiet. And that's kind of been the case at the Agora a, a few times. But oh, I didn't like understand. The mix it. got quiet. Yeah, the mix was totally different. I mean, they dialed it in for COC. It was perfect, and then they came. Danzig came out. Maybe the sound guy didn't like Danzig. Well, we were talking, man. We were walking. Walk, oh, I'm sure it's his sound guy. You know, they travel. Danzig sound guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm imagine. sure they travel with the sound guy. But the stage was really cool. They had a little cool st- stage setup, and the lights were really neat. It was vibey. It was dark as fuck. But uh, looked like they were rocking. But we were talking. We were watching them, and I'm like, Are they playing to backing tracks? I think that might be what the fucking problem is with mm-hmm. the mix. Because it just sounded too clean, you know? It didn't sound imperfectly live, you know what I mean? Were you close enough to tell if he was singing? Uh, we were not on the floor, but we were directly uh, up above the floor. So we were close enough where we could see. He was definitely singing. But I think it was the guitars and shit hmm. had backing tracks on. I could be wrong. Might be talking some shit, but... Maybe just their sound guy is not very good, because I would think with that level of musician that they should have sounded good. <laughs> Was it the Agora? I mean, what the fuck? But how can you go from Corrosion Conformity sounding great? I mean, with the venue that big, it's the sound guy has a big influence on what happens. <laughs> yeah, they should have just full-on sound checked. I don't think they did that. Hmm. Even after one song, I think they would have been able to clean it up if they knew what they were fucking doing. Yeah. Well, I think it got better after a few songs, but it wasn't great still. Mm. I mean, it just got louder. But it wasn't Never fun. a huge Danzig fan. I haven't been either. I mean, he's got some jams. There's a couple great, I think How the Gods Kill was yeah. a great album. Uh, my brother had it, and we listened to the fuck out of it. Was that the one with Mother on it? Yeah, I think Mother was on it, but there was Dirty a, Black Summer. That's yeah, a good Dirty jam. Black Summer. There's one other jam off there. I can't think of the name of it that I really dig. That guitar player was John Christ. Yeah, he well, did, Joey Castillo was with them too. I don't know if work on that album. If he was on that album or not, I can't. I don't. I'm gonna have to go back and look and see what albums he actually played on Danzig. 
Yeah, they had that killer band for a while. It's all different guys, though. I think it's the guy that was playing drums in Typo Negative. Mm. That's a good fit. And it looked like him, so I think that was him. Yeah, that works for for Danzig, yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, it was, uh, all in all, it was pretty cool. I'm glad I got to go. It was in the theater, right? Yeah, 1,800 people were there. I would hope so. It was a goddamn good show. A lot of people came out for COC. You could tell all the the diehards were up front, you know. Pepper was fucking pointing at everybody. It's like, yeah, man. <laughs> but uh, I think a lot of new people got to see him, too, which is cool. I'm really looking forward to that new album. They're keeping a tight lip on that shit. Never heard anything from you. They didn't play anything off of it? Nope. That's bullshit. I get it, though. It's probably just too early, you know? They just don't want anything getting out right now. Mm, the yeah, way things are would. nowadays. It would immediately be out. <laughs> but that's a bad thing? I guess it is if you want to make money off of it. Yeah, you know, try to sell some records right out of the gate, you know. Probably get that on vinyl. I'm sure it's going to be good. Better not suck, dudes. Yeah, Pepper doesn't really put his name on shit that I don't like. I know. You know? I mean, the last Down album was fucking great. Well, the last down a EP that would be down four part two, and I was thinking about that too. I'm like, fuck, man, because they were supposed to release a uh, acoustic EP, and I was really fucking pumped about that. And at the end of down two, the last song is called Bacnalia, which everybody should check out. It's like six minutes long. It's fucking great, but it's real fucking heavy and you know badass and very very downish. But then it drops off and it does this acoustic part at the end and it's fucking gorgeous. It's a fucking amazing fucking ending to the song. But I think that's what they were alluding to going into that 30P. It's like, this is how this 30P is going to be. It's going to be more acoustic and jammy. And that's what they had said in interviews before. And as a down fan, I was looking forward to that because I think their acoustic, like mellow shit is fucking so fucking cool, you know? Where I'm going is a fucking jam. Yeah, where I'm going and like um, jail. Yeah, and then uh, even their more mellow electric tunes like uh, nothing in return. I don't think that song's that mellow. It's just slow. <laughs> it's pretty. Oh well, yeah, it's pretty mellow. It's, it's in the hard, hard guitars. Yeah, and the choruses, yeah. but in the verses are pretty, uh, pretty mellow. You know, they get, you know, they got the organ and shit in it. You know, they. You know, they they could go that more of that style too, and I'd be happy as fuck with it. And they've always said that that's kind of what they want to do with Down anyway. It's a band to grow old in, is what their goal was. But uh, I think ever since Phil's little incident he had at Dime Bash, is that two years ago now? Yeah. About a, well, a year? 2016, right? Yeah, I think so. I think they put Down on the sidelines for a minute. Yeah, I think they're just trying to wait it out. Yeah. You know he's getting back to his super joint audience. Yeah, as we talked about before, you know, I support the guy still. I mean, he apologized for what he said, and, and he's made. Uh, I just listened to an interview with him. He's like, I haven't drank in a year, no booze at all. It's a good move, dude. Change with action. Got to give the guy the benefit of the doubt if he's doing that. So. I think alcohol is kind of an issue for him if he's doing shit like that, you know? So, uh, good for him. But, man, in the meantime, fucking Down is not around, and that's that makes me sad. 
Well, you still be able to see Phil. He's coming to town. You're playing that, Joel. Yep. The racing never. You getting excited for that? Sure. It's gonna be a blast. Fucking share the stage with Phil and Selmo. Yeah, man. <laughs> Probably get to hang out, high five him, you know. High five. We'll do some fist bumps. You know, maybe. Should ask him to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'll ask him. Fuck it, why not? If you I can talk to him. him or Jimmy or both, you know. It's like you guys want to do a park podcast, like 15 minutes. Their people don't answer us back in the emails. That seems to be a thing in the scene right now. You know, in the business, it just seems like the whole reason why we started this podcast to begin with is because a lot of people don't answer you back, even if the answer is no. It's fine. But like interviews and reviews and all that shit. It's like, God damn it, people. But yeah. Phil, Phil's folks didn't answer us. <laughs> just I don't know if it would it would happen like, you know, set up with mics and headphones, but I'd do like a just a unidirectional and just fucking sit there and have, you know, a couple questions. Yeah, just sit down and chat, you know, if you wanted to. It's probably locked down tight. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen any interviews or heard any podcasts with him, and I'm sure if there was any floating around, I'd, I'd be aware. There is one, I, the the one I just mentioned. It's yeah. like a, it's long as fuck. It's like three hours long. Yeah, that was fucking how long ago though? Oh no, I think it just came out. Really? Yeah, a new one. It's, it's some dude. He's skyping with somebody, and it's on YouTube. It's like three part, like one hour. They're just oh. bullshitting. They're talking about all that stuff, you know, from 2016 and what happened to him afterwards, and the. Uh, the piling on, if you will. Yeah, Jesus, though. Let, I guess he needs to address it. Someone's going to ask him that question, but I'd like to move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've moved on, you know? <laughs> you know? Well, uh, the, you know, in that conversation, he's encompassing all of the, the, you know, the stuff that's going on on college campuses with the safe spaces and the hyper offended people that are you know professionally offended about everything all the time and it just seems like that's in the in the media all the time and he's kind of like they're kind of going over all that stuff how kind of silly it all is but hopefully we're turning a corner culturally with that stuff and kind of get back to being productive members of society yeah i know i just I can't even talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we beat it to death already, you know? Everybody yeah. knows how we feel. Yeah, so... Anyway. I guess we'll just wait until we're the target of one of these <laughs> hyper-offended people. I'm sure it'll happen. Oh, yeah. Maybe. We'll find well, out. We'll make fun of them. We're white privilege. I mean, we are... We do have that privilege. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. White male privilege. I mean, it's fucking gold, you know, card to do whatever we want. Yeah, my white privilege... I'd love to tell people about all that. Raised poor shit. Had to work for everything I had. So did my parents. But if you weren't white, you wouldn't have that opportunity to work for all the things you have. Oh, yeah. Forgot. My bad. Because you're white. You were... So silly, man. Can't even talk about that anymore. You're right. Right? So stupid. Just dumb. Dumb. So uh, there was a big boxing match last night. uh, The Pugilists... Who is this? It was the Triple G fight. Triple G, yeah. And who was he fighting? Uh, Chavez. Did he win? Controversial draw. It was a draw. They do so, that in boxing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there's a bunch of people flipping out, I guess. Triple G was supposedly... The winner? Pretty far ahead in the cards. No, it was Canelo. 
No, so he's fine. I saw Brendan Schaub on Twitter saying something about that decision kills me. And that guy knows a lot about That's boxing. What he was talking shit. about, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know what he was talking about. But okay, now that makes sense. He was probably on, you know, saying what you're saying. I would assume that Triple G had actually won. That what? seems to be the general consensus. <clears throat> Were they in New York? I think it was Vegas. Vegas. See, nothing. I- I heard. Corrupt happens in Vegas. It's all on the level. Yeah. Well, I heard so. Yeah. Boxing, I heard, is the cleanest when it comes to I that kind of. All the betting and shit. Yeah. Well, it's big money, man. Billionaires are losing or gaining. You yep. know. That's all who's making the big bets for sure. But I think they were saying something. Him and Rogan were saying something about it. Hopefully, the uh, Las Vegas judges don't fuck this up prior to the fight. So they had a fucking inclination that. Something was going to get fucked up. I haven't watched it, so I don't I don't know. I can't talk any shit. I was just going by what those guys talk about. They do fight companions every now and again on Rogan's podcast. It's fun to watch. They did it on the fight. I listened to a little bit of it today, but uh, I, I was busy. I listened to about 40 minutes of it. Of the fight companion? Mm-hmm. The, lo- the last one they just did? Yeah, they did it for last night. And oh, yeah, yeah. Today. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, with Eddie Brock. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Half of it's Jim just Norton been, was on it too. Oh god. Dude's awesome. <laughs> he is awesome. <laughs> half of it is it's not even serious when you watch his fight companions because half no, of it's just, no, they're they're just, just dicking just off. Fucking rambling off and be like, Oh, he just <laughs> fucking went down. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> just jump oh, in. we're supposed to be watching this. Fuck. Oh yeah, let's talk about this. No. Typically they're just bullshitting watching a fight together. That's it's just cool. Idea. Yeah, they're just boys hanging out. That's a good idea. I mean, that's half the fun of podcasting, man. We should do that sometime with a live event of some kind. Maybe you not. Can't really fight. do it with music, though. Not a fight, but like you know, Rogan's already got that in the bag. But uh, I don't know something cool like that would be sweet. Do an Indians game? Whoa, that'd be fucking exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Nine innings later, you have to make it a drinking game or something. We have to make something <laughs> exciting. Yeah, you know. I wanted to do that for the election, man. I wanted to have a drinking game for the election. <laughs> My, it's been a drinking game since. Or, you know, the uh, the debates, that would have been a good one to follow one of those drinking games. We'll do that on the next one, maybe in two or four years or whatever. If we're still here. Yeah, we'll follow. The world the- doesn't fucking end, man. It's supposed to end this month. It is? Yeah, I guess there's a planet hurling its way towards us. There's a planet coming towards us. <laughs> I don't know. I read well, it. That's a wrap. Some, some Christian uh, belief. I don't know. We'd probably see that coming. You would think. Yeah. NASA would have saw that by now. Maybe they're not looking, dude. Uh-uh. No. Do they ever look at what's below the planet? Or There's like nothing sp- below. It's flat. The other side. Oh, yeah. So there's nothing below yeah. the flatness? No, I guess not. Mm-mm. There's no basement. Hmm. What's above it? Like straight above the planet? Sky. Just empty shit? Forever. I don't know. I, I didn't really get into the whole flat earth theory. It uh it amazes me. I think it's trolling, man. I don't believe that shit. Not at all. You think it's complete bullshit. I think everybody who says flat earth shit is just making bullshit up and they're fucking trolling. You and think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I can't yeah, I can't sit there and fucking actually believe that people think the world is flat. I think I think they're just doing some Epic fucking trolling. Because that's what everyone does online. 
these guys are just taking it to the next level. It's like, listen, let's just fucking perpetuate this bullshit because we're bored as fuck. We have nothing else to talk about. So. You have to know, though, that, that somebody believes that shit. I'm sure somebody actually believes it, but they're crazy people, right? What, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I would, I would, I would hope that was the case. But given the state that we live in, I mean, people believe some pretty fucking dumb shit. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of dumb shit. There's a lot of people that are popular and famous and rich for doing nothing. I know. And people just eat that shit up. I know. <laughs> I want to see your train wreck of life on television and in the magazines. There's a dude making like 500 grand a year to fucking play video games and have people watch them play yes, video games. Yes, and, and that people bet on them. I mean, good for them. I'm cool with that, but it's just like, what the fuck? Right. Why you just play the game? I don't understand. I, I, I mean, maybe they're badass players. Is that what the deal yes. is? And they're just they're yes. just they're, they're just killing it. They're and, killing it. And so you're just trying to figure out how to play the game like that. I guess. I mean, that kind of makes sense. I guess, right? I I don't know. If you're that I, into when, games, when I I play games, I mean, when I, I do, grew up but, playing video games, it, you were uncool if you had to look up the cheat code. <laughs> if you figured that shit out on your own. You're badass. You can't you can't figure that shit out on your own anymore though, because I mean these games are so complex. Yeah. I mean they're so involved now that it's like, I, how would you ever figure this shit out? Some of it. You, I mean, so you gotta cheat. Someone did. Someone did. Some fucking super nerd <laughs> that has nothing else to do. Super nerd. These video games, man, they're fucking time vampires. Like, I do. I play a couple games, but I do it largely on the weekends. You know, just to. Uh, wind down or at night sometimes maybe for like an hour but I'm pretty fucking disciplined with that shit I'd turn it off after an hour so it's good it's a good way for me to unplug you know keeps the fucking mind occupied with something else other than everyday bullshit so I mean there's there's you know there's ups and downs to playing video games I don't think you need to be watching people on YouTube for hours on end play their game it's so weird it's a it's a fucking industry now. Like they have they they have like live events. Yep. At, and like, people go and yeah. watch people play video. Sold games. out arenas and shit. People mm-hmm. watch this shit. The I world mean, is changing. And just strictly entertainment. I guess so, man. I mean, it's all entertainment. Purely. I, I guess it's a good problem to have. I mean, we are totally service entertainment driven. I don't know many places that make products anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not good. I mean, that can only last for so long. People, you know, the argument is that manufacturing is for developing countries, but I mean, you can't just be a consumer nation solely because what happens if the economy collapses and we don't have the infrastructure to make our own shit, which is entirely possible. I mean, the economy is more fragile than people realize sometimes. But, I mean, in the meantime, it's a good problem to have. This is the best time to be alive ever, you know. Right. It could be worse. It could be a lot worse. Yeah, But we're sure. really fucking dependent. Yeah, I know. That's what I don't like. Hopefully, Not say, you know, us. Oh, I'm just saying, yeah, the, the, the nation really is dependent on imports instead of exporting. You know, we import a lot of shit because we don't make our own shit. But I guess it's good, right? I mean, is it good? I guess. I guess it, it's good to have the option to do that. Whereas before... Yeah, I think it's a balance. People didn't really have think. the option. I mean, and it services 
a whole bunch of people, whereas before it was just mainly exclusive to rich people having all the goods and services and shit. So, ah, fucking stink bug. You're a fucking tag. I thought you didn't mind stink bugs. You're their friend. Well, hey, <laughs> I don't want them crawling on me. So, we got... There's not much news going on with our bands right now. You, you got the two shows. We we covered that in the last podcast. What are they again? They're uh, Hate Theory CD release. But before that, we got uh, Racing Never playing with... Superjoint. And that is October... Uh, 12th. 12th. Cool. At the Agora Theater in Cleveland, Ohio. So, Burn Blue Sky is down for the count for now. We're writing. That's our goal. We're going to write... We're going to record some jams before the end of the year and hopefully get some new shit out to everybody first quarter of the new year. That's the goal, so we'll see how it goes. At least a, a single or two. I think that's our route for a while. We have plenty of physical product that shows, so I don't think we're going to do another full record for uh, a little while. You know, see how it goes. That's a good strategy. Yeah, and live shows in the new year for sure. It's probably second half. We're going to be uh, focusing on that. In the meantime, me and you are writing. Yeah, I got some new stuff for you to take home with you, actually. Yeah, cool. I'll listen to it. Um, we won't uh, disclose who's playing with us yet. Because we don't know. We'll let you know when we got a solid lineup, for sure. All right, man. I think we can wrap up. Wrap it up. Cheers. Talk to you soon. Bye. There you have it, man. Me and Paul, man. Just chatting it up about Danzig and corrosion to conformity and uh, the recent blackout cookout at the Outpost in Kent, Ohio. Always a good time. Again, one of my favorite bands on that bill was uh, Horse Burner. I didn't get their CD, though. I looked for their merch table later in the evening, and it was gone so, kind of bummed about that. I don't know if they're on iTunes, but I'll check that out. And you do the same. The band's called Horse Burner. Check them out. Pretty cool. And seeing how I didn't get their CD, I probably would have played a song, but uh, not this time. Maybe soon, though. So, seeing how I didn't get their CD, I'm going to go ahead and play a song from this newly discovered band by myself they're called the devil and the almighty blues out of Norway I don't know much about these guys they have two albums they just released uh, a second album entitled two very creative kidding but um there's a lot of second albums named two doesn't matter though the songs are creative. They have songs for days. Uh, I bought their first album. And a couple songs on their second. I'll probably get the rest of it later. <clears throat> Everything I've heard is pretty badass, though. The songs are great. Uh, real retro sounding. They got it going on in those Scandinavian countries, man. There's a lot of bands coming out of there right now. Greenleaf, Witchcraft, Graveyard, and the Mighty Blues Pills, which the Devil and the Almighty Blues will be playing with Blues Pills on tour 
Looks like a... Could be a Scandinavian tour. Not real sure. Because this shit is in a different language, man. Yes, I believe it is a Scandinavian tour. They'll be opening uh, for Blues Pills all throughout October. Yes, it's Norway. Haha, I figured it out. Norwegian tour with Blues Pills and the Devil and the Almighty Blues. So if you guys are in Europe and you're listening to this, which we don't have many European listeners yet, maybe one or two here or there, get out and check that shit out. I'm kind of bummed, man. Because these uh, Norwegian bands, man, they just don't come to the U.S. at all. They're awesome. Huge fan of all the bands I just mentioned. And uh, no, they never come to the United States. It's kind of fucking bullshit. But maybe soon they will. Blues Pills is getting huge in Europe. They're doing very well and business is very good. So I'm sure they'll be out sometime soon. I hope so. Okay, enough rambling. I will play this song from the Devil and the Almighty Blues. It's off their new album called Two. And the song is called Neptune Brothers. It's probably my favorite one on the record so far. So check that out on iTunes. I know it's on there because that's where I got it. I'm sure it's on Amazon and everywhere else you can buy music online. So with that said... We'll be back real soon with another episode of the Rock Savages podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. Spread the word. We need help on our social media, so share it with your friends. Invite your friends to like us on Facebook. Uh, Retweet our tweets and like our stuff on Instagram. And we'll keep this show heading down the road. So thank you very much, and we'll talk to you guys real soon.